Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, and you are very welcome to Series 6, Episode 2 of the Letter from Ireland show. And today's show is called The Key to Understanding Your Irish Surnames. Now, quite a promise there. But basically what we try to do as we walk, talk and walk through the show is uh, Karina and myself, we start talking about Irish first names, some of the first names that you may have come across in your own Irish family tree and how they link in through and into various Irish surnames. So I think you're going to find this particular conversation quite interesting, especially if you're are scratching your head when it comes to, well, how on earth did um, my Bridget suddenly become known as Delia? Or why is my Jeremiah uh, called Dermot someplace and Jeremiah another place? Or indeed, how did that particular surname come about and why is it actually spelled that way? So we link all of these ideas together in a conversation I think you'll enjoy. Now, just to say that this particular um, this particular episode was recorded for our Green Room members originally, and you will hear reference to something called uh, the actual Irish Research Wheel. But do not worry, because if you're a listener to the actual podcast or indeed a Green Room member, we have actually included all the information you need in our show notes. And you can find our show notes at letterfromireland.com forward slash 602. That's letterfromireland.com forward slash 602. And if you go there, you'll find all the resources that we actually reference. So um, hope you enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoyed uh, putting it together. And uh, well, with that, on with the show. Now, let's talk a little bit about Irish first names. You see, Karina, we had this particular question from Deirdre Godfrey or a suggestion, as in, would you talk about this? And let me read out what Deirdre says and we'll take from there. How about that? That's good. So, by the way, Deirdre starts, a possible topic to address in some form is the use of seemingly unrelated names to refer to the same person. A while back, a genealogist here in the States told me that Delia is a form of Bridget, and I've seen that uh, in the records. That probably prompted me to check out about Sabina, because on Winifred Godfrey's marriage record on this side of the water, she lists her mother as Celia Godfrey. It baffled me because in every other way, the record was right. But remembering Delia, I googled and found some discussion of this matter, which happened to reference Celia as being an alternative to Sabina. And both Celia and Sabina appear among the names the siblings gave their children. So interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more, maybe? Well, now, is that an interesting one, Mike? How confusing it can be just for first names to change so much. Isn't it so? And, you know, it's it's a bit like, um, well, what we're going to do, actually, Karina, we're going to read out a letter which we actually wrote before, which talks a little bit about first names. And we're going to go through first names first. And then a little bit later in the shows, we'll talk a little bit more about surnames. Because, of course, in Ireland, first names and surnames are very, very linked because the majority of surnames, of course, are patronymic. So in other words, you get the name of a descendant, or sorry, an ancestor, such as son of or, of, or descendant of, in other words, Mac or O. And then an actual first name, 
So you might have, for example, uh, the son of uh, Dermot might be McDermott. So there we have an actual surname that actually got locked in. So it's kind of hard not to discuss the two, but we'll separate them out. And in the first part of the show, we'll talk about first names. That sounds like a great plan, Mike, and uh, of interest, I'm sure, to lots of people. Now, just before we go on, I'll just mention one little thing. So we have Deirdre herself, Deirdre Godfrey. Now, Deirdre, you can look this up yourself, but if you check the 1901 Irish census for the number of Deirdres, and I'm talking about D-E-I or D-R-E, you'll actually find one. Now, compare that with Bridget's or even Sabina's and Celia's and so on. And you might ask yourself, well, okay, if the if the Irish name Deirdre is kind of so well known today, how on earth there were so few of them in Ireland back in 1901? And that's what we're going to try to address a little bit today, because just taking the example of Deirdre, you're going back to an ancient mythical Irish name. In other words, ones from the old stories that in this case actually came out of Ulster uh, a couple of thousand years ago. And it never appeared in the Bible, if you think about it. So therefore, and we had no Irish saints, whereas we did have St. Bridget, we had no St. Deirdre. So in a way, there was no hook to actually hang Deirdre on. However, as the Gaelic revival kind of gathers steam into the early part of the 1900s and further on, a lot of these old mythical names started to actually be noticed and actually used again for the first time. Mike, you know, my own sister is called Deirdre. But interestingly, the what you say there about a saint's name, all of us as we were baptized had to have a saint's name. So my mother actually called her Deirdre and there's a Mary or a Juliet or a Julie so that she's got some connection in to the sainthood. Keeping um, on the good side that, of the church. That's right. The priest did not want to see anybody come in that did not have a name that could be linked to a saint. So I can see where Deirdre's and all of those old Irish names ran into trouble. But of course, that's it changed all now in the last 50 years or so. So we, we're going to have links to this particular letter. And in fact, um, we also will have linked to a database, a very, very useful database that will actually give you kind of a um, cross-referencing various Irish first names and the alternative forms and so on and nicknames. OK, now, so I'll start off, Karina, reading. We'll just chat through this as we go on. So this letter is called, Is That Jerry with a J? Question mark. And again, you'll see a link to the original letter below. Do you have any biblical names in your Irish family tree? Of course, there are plenty of Davids, Marys, Michaels and Theresas spread across our shared families. But how about some of the more real biblical sounding names? Names like Moses or Cornelius or maybe Isaiah or Jeremiah. And Karina, they're the real kind of, I suppose, if you pardon the expression, the hardcore uh, Old Testament names. Biblical names, Yeah. 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 While many of these names have been prominent in Ulster amongst Presbyterian families, people are sometimes surprised to see them among Roman Catholic families in the deep south counties of Cork, Kerry, Waterford, Limerick, Tipperary and Wexford. The thing is, if you travel around County Wexford even today, you'll come across plenty of Moses. Head west to County Kerry and you'll be surprised that every family seemed to have a Cornelius or two in the family up to the 1950s. That's true, yeah. So that Cornelius, folks, by the way, is C-O-R-N-E-L-I-U-S. In our own families, Karina, who's a Cronin, can trace back to one Jeremiah Cronin, a farmer in the northwest of Cork in the 1700s. For myself, I go back to a Jeremiah Collins, a farmer in West Cork during a similar period. So where did Jeremiah and Cornelius come from? Let's take those as two examples. So let's take those and look at their origins. When Irish surnames came to be anglicised, 
From about the mid-1600s, there were many Irish Gaelic given names in circulation at the time. And again, Karina, these were kind of more the names that you would have found in the mythical times. Um, names that went all the way back to pre-Christian times in Ireland. So we had Connor or Dermot, Gubnet, Maeve, Aoife, and so on. And as you might expect, these names were in everyday use alongside Gaelic surnames. So somewhere along the way, these Irish given names are also anglicised, like surnames, towards a more Anglo-familiar set of names. And what better place to get this ready to to get this ready-made set than from the Bible? As a result, many of the biblical names that you hear used in Ireland have an old Irish name hidden in their depths. Let's take two examples. First, the boy's name Jeremiah, which replaced the old Irish name Dermot in many Irish counties across Munster and Cornelius, which similarly replaced the old Irish name Connor. And just to say as well there, Karina, I mean, especially at the time when we started to actually take records down for the first time in churches and so on, there was a leaning towards um, Latin being the actual educated kind of, um, I suppose, kind of transcription, the, edu- the, the, the educated version of how our priests wrote and so on. So you actually had the actual Latin name, if at all, or Latin sounding kind of name being pulled in wherever possible. So hence the idea of Jeremiah and Cornelius, they kind of fitted in to that whole Latin thing, if you know what I'm saying. And I guess some people's first names would have been changed into a Latin name. And then you'd be looking at the records and you're trying to figure out what that name is. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's, um, you know, you might even see the same first name represented in many different ways all at once. So as you just say there, you've got John, you've got Johannes was typically what you saw uh, written in the Latin version. But that's kind of easy because John was always typically used and maybe Sean actually in Irish. But again, John is something from the newer Bible, if you think about it that way. And all Sean is, is the fact that we actually don't have a J in Irish. So we always tend to use the S. So if you think about it, instead of the, let's say the French Jean, J-E-A-N, we simply actually substitute an S for the J and we end up with Sean. So that's the same as Joseph and a lot of those kind of uh, later biblical kind of uh, first names. So do you have a Jeremiah, also known as Jerry, Jer, Maya or Darby? And just to comment as well, Karina, not only do we actually have, let's say, the old, old Irish version, which kind of got lost. And then on top of that, if you like the biblical version, on top of that, sometimes an actually more extreme Latin version. We also have the many, many, many um yeah, we also have the many, many, I suppose, nickname versions of the name as well. So Jeremiah, often in Cork, for example, ends up as being Maya. Sometimes it was a Jerry. And often, to really confound things, it ends up as being Darby, which is more linked to actually the very old Irish of Dermot. Now, that is a puzzle, isn't it? You really would want to know your names and, and the history behind it. Well, there Deirdre talks about, let's say, um, the idea of Sabina. Well, Sabina, if you look it up, it's, it's an interesting one you bring up, Sabina and Celia. I've never seen that one before. Um, and it's quite a bit, of a, a bit of a stretch between the two. And I'd also kind of bear in mind that they might be just two different names being used. So, for example, Celia might be the second name, which was her name in use. Sabina in Irish would more often be Sive, the old Irish Sive. You know, so Sabina would often be the actual anglicization of Sive, which is a very, very old Irish name. Um, you also have, you mentioned about Bridget. Now, typically in Latin form, uh, Bodelia tend to be the actual name substituted in for Bridget. So you ended up with um, Bridget, 
maybe in everyday use, sometimes in the records and maybe become Bodelia. And of course, what's short for Bodelia, but Delia. So, you know, you have the head scratching use of, let's say, Delia for Bridget, sometimes between the exact same person. And I guess quite often people feel they've got the wrong person. It's a totally different name, but it isn't actually. There you go. There you go. And, you know, back into the letter here, maybe you have a Cornelius, also known as sometimes as Con or Connie or Corny or Neilus. I used to have a couple of Neilses in class as well, Karina. Then be sure that their name honours the old Irish name of Connor, meaning lover of hounds and an ancient king of Ulster. Who, in fact, by the way, um, by the way, for you, Deirdre, Connor Macnessa, the person we're talking about there, he was the actual person that was actually betrothed to the original Deirdre in the myths. And uh, she basically eloped with his nephew, who was called Nisha, uh, another old Irish name, uh, which kind of, um, I suppose, made uh, Connor a little bit angry. And the story kind of ensues from there. So you have a link in there, your name, with Connor Macnessa. And this reminds me of the old Irish proverb. And Karina, would you like to read it out there? So that proverb is Neil Ain Uur Fian Spare or Neil Dada Nua and both mean really that there's nothing new under the sun. So how about you? Do you have any of these Irish given names in your family tree? And we'd love to see your comments and your questions below because I know it's a, a, a something of great interest to a lot of people here in the green room. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to have a piece of music now, but what I'd like you to kind of to kind of bear in mind was that unlike, uh, let's say, in England primarily, um, Irish surnames came into being quite early. And we were typically a nation that actually used patronymic surnames. So in other words, we were descendants and we were sons of and so on. So as I said earlier, the actual first names appear in surnames quite a bit. By comparison, if you go to England, where a lot of the surnames came into place much later and also in urban settings, you have an awful lot more locative names and you have a lot more kind of like uh, uh, names like Car- yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Carpenter and so on. So you might have Churchill has been a place or Carpenter, like Carpenter Miller, Enright, you know, all of those right kind of names and so on. And of course, they do appear in Ireland in the later kind of waves of actually coming into Ireland as uh, plantation names. But for the most part, many, many old Irish names are actually buried in those surnames. Like, you know, we have uh, Bridget and we have MacBride, or indeed we actually have a centre Dermot. We have MacDermot. Uh, we have uh, Connor and O'Connor and so on and so forth. And one of the things we've put into place for Green Remembers is the research wheel, which you will find at the top right hand side of the form, you know, the, the roundy bit. And what we're going to do now is we're going to jump into module one of the research wheel. You see a link below. And we're just going to chat about one aspect of what's in there, which has to do with the evolution of Irish surnames. And see if we can link surnames to the first name conversation earlier on. How's that sound? That's right. And surnames are a big history of what we uh, did really starting out in the green room, Mike. It was through surnames and people inquiring about their surnames. Where does it come from? What does it mean? That we had that seed that grew into what is the green room today. So let's let's hear what, what you've got to say about surnames. And I know people will be able to find out uh, this as well in the letter below. And of course, they'll, the, all of this is available on the research wheel, which I think is a great idea because I certainly couldn't keep all this in my head anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to make sense to us when we start thinking, talk about it because we're familiar with it. But even so, we can just imagine coming to a cold 
it could be quite difficult to get your head around. So if you go to folks to uh, module one when you're ready inside the research wheel, you'll come across the following. So I'm going to read a little bit about and it's called the evolution of Irish surnames and where your surname fits. So it's just a small part of what's in there. Looking at Irish surnames today, it's easy to get confused as you see several different spellings for the same surname. Some of these variant spellings look very English or Scottish. How could they be Irish, you ask? Other surnames appear to randomly have an O or a Mac in front of them. Who decided on that convention? I know this troubles a lot of people. Is there an O? Is there not an O? Is it a different surname? Um... I, I'm just going to interject there, Mike, and maybe I shouldn't. But there was there was a story in the green room this week where somebody had been in Ireland and they were searching, and, and I'm sure they'll come and let us know who they are, searching for a particular surname. And they were up and down the street, and they were and the people in the town were saying, "No, nobody of that surname here." But of course, they were standing in front of a building that actually had the surname on it. But the way they pronounced it, and it could have been Mahoney. I, I, yep. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, and the way they pronounced it was completely different to the way we locals did. And so it was, to Irish ears, not even the same name. So I think that that, um, that might have been Jack Kelly, actually. And it was very, as you say, how do we pronounce Manny? Manny here in Cork. It's That's Manny. Whereas almost exclusively it hit the US, it became Mahoney. And uh, you say that to an Irish person here, and they just look at you and say, well, okay, never heard of it before. Because I've never heard it before. The only time we'd have heard that now would be on some US show on TV. And we'd be going, what in the name of goodness is that? So that's just another layer of complications. <clears throat> yeah. How, however, if you actually go back and in order to understand the origin and place of your own surname in Ireland, it's important to understand three of the following points. Firstly, Ireland has one of the oldest surname systems in the world. Surnames are first recorded in use from the 900s. And by the way, it's believed that the first surname came out of East County Galway, what's now East County Galway, and it's uh, O'Clerig, as in what became Cleary, Cleary, or indeed Clerk and Clark in some cases. So there we have variations again. So remember I said earlier, Queen, about it not being kind of uh, uh, to do with actually what somebody did. Well, in this case, it was to do what somebody did, as in they were a clerk who wrote stuff down, which can happen in monasteries. So however... These surnames originated at a time when Irish Gaelic was our primary language across the island of Ireland. As a result, many of the Irish surnames that we see today, like Mahony, are the later anglicisations of these earlier Irish language surname. And that really is key, the anglicisations of the Irish surnames. I mean, that is where I think a lot of our difficulties lie with regard to tracing back a surname in Ireland and saying, oh, that couldn't be the same name, are a lot of people that we meet for the first time on the letter, Mike, before they join the green room and develop their knowledge um, through the research, are very, very much shocked with the fact that some name that they have could actually be another name from Irish. And they they find it very difficult to make the leap. Yeah, so I mean, try this, folks. I mean, j- just imagine if you there, you're there as an Irish person, and you're, you're illiterate, so you have no cause up to this point in your life to read or write. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're talking to people and you're passing information on that way. So you're speaking Irish and somebody comes up to you and let's say they're an English clerk that's actually writing your name down for the first time in some way or maybe a member of the church. And you're there and you're giving your Irish mouth and brain your best shot 
uh, what your name sounds like to you, including regional accents, by the way, as well. Then you have on the other side of that, on the receiving side, you have an English referencing brain that's trying to make some sense of the actual sound of the words that they're actually hearing. And they're putting it together using words, using letters that they're familiar with in English, you know. So I'm saying, oh, Mahuna, you know, Makmahuna, whatever to you, Korean, oh, Mahuna, that'd be, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some way along the line, you're right, Mahuna, Mahuna, M-A-H-O-N. Am I okay with that? M-A-H-O-O-N, maybe? Yeah. And it becomes Mahani along the way, or Mahoney. So the only reason it becomes Mahoney is because you could say the first English individual wrote it down using their best shot, but of course they wrote it down. Then somebody saw that written down later. And they gave it another meaning completely, a bit like Chinese whispers all along the way. And somewhere along the line, a convention kind of arose as to, well, M-A-H-O-N-E-Y might have been the spelling for Mahoney. That makes sense? Or for the Irish surname, O'Mahuna. So that's the first point. You have to watch out for the anglicization of surnames. The second point is, at the end of the last Ice Age, about 10,000 years ago, Ireland was unpopulated. So, blank canvas. Since then, many settlers, traders, mercenaries, refugees, invaders, and planters. So we're talking about the Celts, we're talking about the Fir Bulg, we're talking about the Tuha de Danon, we're talking about the Vikings, we're talking about the Normans, we're talking yeah. about the Huguenots, we're talking about the uh, Gallo Glass, we're talking about so many different layers, and the planters from Scotland and England, all bringing their surnames in with them. So while many brought their own culture and surnames with them, a majority were assimilated to the Irish Gaelic culture and language, especially the Normans and the Vikings, as they settled down and intermarried to the local population. So, you know, what was a name where they came from became a different name in Ireland being the point. The third point is, following the great waves of emigration from the island of Ireland starting in the late 1700s, so this is when people left Ireland, many Irish surnames had their spelling and pronunciation further modified um, the example is the Mahoney to Mahoney, just being one example, which is actually based on the original Irish of Omahuna. Uh, further modified as these illiterate immigrants landed on foreign shores. So, Karina, isn't it a wonder we're all having such trouble with Irish surnames? It's no wonder at all. And I'm glad you put that module there into the research wheel, Mike, module one, because it really is the beginning, isn't it, to understand these surnames and where or how they changed and just to be open to the possibility that there is so much change to the one name hallelujah and uh, just thinking back there you know the piece of music you played e cueve sure o'keefe e cueve that's quite a, a big jump as well for people and how many f's and how many e's and you know so oh, you, stop. It, stop the, the variations noise. just go on and on so i mean if you just go back to we just talked about uh, mahoney there a moment ago mahoney now, of course, that's based upon an original man's name, a first name of Mahuna, which I think was actually associated with Brian Brew in the Dalgash. And he basically gave his name to a set of descendants, or rather they took it, and they became the descendants of Mahuna. So we had O or Ua Mahuna. That then got anglicized as O Mahani. And that then left the shores of Ireland and became, lost the O along the way often, and became more known as Mahoney. You know, so almost every surname you come across has that kind of trajectory, the original Gaelic surnames. So I guess watch out for those changes, because they are there, and they're numerous. 
All right. There was, uh, I think, a lot of detail in that particular conversation. We do hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you do want to go through it uh, one or two more times. But remember that we actually include um, a particular piece of, uh, a particular document uh, that we refer to there called um, The Origins of Your Irish Surname. And you'll see that if you go to our show notes at a lettermireland.com forward slash 602. That's a letter from Ireland.com forward slash 602. So do hope you enjoyed our show for this week. And uh, do be sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell all the people you want about the existence of the Letter from Ireland show. We'd certainly appreciate it. And in the meantime, hope you enjoyed it. And we'll talk to you again next week. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. Because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>